What's going on? It's your boy, Anthony Walker, and you know what time it is. It's time for the Gamed Up and Framed Up Apostolic Mind Podcast. Yeah, so what you need to do is put them tray tables in your lap, sit back, relax, put them headphones on, and get in the zone, because we're about to take flight, baby. Yeah, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. Well, what's going on? It's your boy, Anthony Walker, and guess what today is? It is Flying Fantastic Wednesday. So since it is Flying Fantastic Wednesday, you know what that means, Bible study. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to crack the Word of God open, and uh, we're going to... we're just going to go through some scripture, and uh, we're going to keep on what we, what we was on last week. Last week, we was uh, talking about the mystery of God. That's what this, this series is going to be uh, for right now, the mystery of God. So, uh, to recap last week, last week, uh, we wanted to ask a question. The question that Jesus asked to um, his disciples, um, um, Mark 8, 29. And uh, we focused on the question, who say ye that I am? That's what we, we focused on. And um, and so we wanted to ask, ask that question to ourselves. What was so important? Why was it so important for Jesus to ask that question to his disciples? So why? Is it important for us to ask that question to ourselves as well? Who do we say that Jesus is? And so we we went on and we talked about the uh, Himself, um, what the word Himself mean, manifest. We talked about what manifest is. We talked about uh, Isaiah chapter seven verse fourteen. The Lord Himself is going to send us a sign. Then we march down through the scriptures to Matthew, and we find out the we find out the name of the sign, and so then we ended it up with discovering the name of God's sign, and so that's what we needed to do. And uh, so now, as we we uh, as we did that, then we identified uh, who it is. And then we identified uh, what he is. Okay, so we're just gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going on, and so we're gonna go right back to the our uh, our verse, our our chapter, and uh, that we um, uh, we are using as our launch pad. So if you have your your Bible, please. Open it up, and I uh, hope you have the KJV because we're using the KJV um, to do what we need to do. And uh, so we need to go to First Timothy, First uh, uh, Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen. And this is uh, where we where we are going to be reading from. And uh, and here we go. Let's let's go ahead and get this going. And it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God 
was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the mystery of God. All right. So this mystery is we're going to be discovering who God is, what God is. This is Paul writing to Timothy. Okay. And just letting Paul, letting Timothy know, excuse me, um, of a surety. This is what we, this is what is going on. Cause people trying to make this a big deal and say, this is a big mystery. Well, I'm a, I'm a reveal the mystery to you. So just to, so basically, if you really want to know in today's terms, you see that Paul was really giving uh, Timothy some more game to give him some more arsenal to defend his stance. You understand me? That's what he was doing. Okay, so let's go to the scripture. Uh, now, we dealt with on the first part of this series, um, God manifested in the flesh. We dealt with that one on the first one. So this time we're going to deal with justified in the spirit. Okay. That's what we're going to deal with today. And we're going to deal with that through scripture. We're not going to give me, not giving you my opinion, nothing like that. I'm going to give you straight game from the scripture. And then I might add a little commentary, but it's all straight from the word of God. So if you got your Bible, let's follow along. So anyway, let's start with Webster's dictionary. Let's get some Let's get some understanding of what certain things mean. So the in justified, let's find out is now we're working on justified in the spirit. All right. Now, the word justified is to show, to claim or a statement. All right. Let me do that and read that again. A to show, claim or a statement. That's what justified in the spirit means all right according to webster's dictionary so now let's 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 deal with trinity okay we're going to deal with trinity today now if 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 you've been in church any length of time you've heard of the trinity somehow some way um you hear a lot of people say that that uh there are three distinct individuals in one okay that is stupid that is stupid just listen to what i what i just said there are three separate distinct individuals in one there are three different people with different personalities and all that but somehow they're still one that is stupid that's stupid because they just don't want to say that you because you hear us say these three are one yeah these three are one these three are one they're not distinct separate individuals you're separating three people three people and then saying they're still one but that's what you're saying. It's stupid. It's stupid. So let me let me let me help you break this down a little bit. The Trinity. Number one, the Trinity is not in the Bible. Okay? There is nowhere in the Bible that it says Trinity. Nowhere. Can't find it. Not one place in the book. 
All right. Now, understand this. Majority of the time, people will use the scripture, Matthew 28, 19. And before we jump off into our, the, the, cause this kind of plays a point into, uh, this is what is used a lot. 28, 19, uh, of Matthews. Now it says, now listen, now people say that this is the great commission, right? This is the great commission. Well, you can use that if you want to. That's fine. I'm not arguing that, but. You got to also, you got to understand these are the last words of Jesus. Okay. So now instead of just stopping at one point, you actually need to, if you're going to use this, you need to go through all the gospels and find out what the last words of Jesus was not just using this. one, Okay. Just as itself. Now listen to it. Now, if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew 28:19, and let's just read what it says. Now let's read it, but let's take it slow. Okay. So it says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you. Oh, I'm sorry, I read the wrong. That was 20. Anyway, so let's let me drop back. Let me let me jump back up one scripture. Okay, so 2819 it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Now, if you if you have not heard the last Bible study, the word I am is important in this. The last Bible study we had we discovered that I am was the name that God of the Old Testament gave to Moses. Okay, so now that you know this, look here. Let's let's read verse. Now let let's we're gonna read 19 to 20 again. Listen to this. Now let's let's slow it down. Okay. Now mind you, this is what they use Matthew 28:19 as saying the Trinity. Okay. Listen to it. It says, "Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them." in the name now you see that name there is if if this was more than one person and they're all distinct individuals wouldn't you think it should say names with a s meaning multiple instead of name name singular shouldn't it be multiple but no it says singular it's singular name okay now listen is that let's go start it over go you therefore teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And then it says, and lo, remember, I am is the name of God. So let's, let's read, let's, Let's, let's replace I am with God. Okay, so it says, lo, and lo, God is with you. That's what he's saying. God with you 
always. Even until the end of the world. You see what I'm saying? So you can interchange that if you want to. But remember, I am. Remember, I am. Okay? And normally, this is a lowercase I am. So it could just, I am with you always. God's with you always. You know what I'm saying? So remember that. So now, understand that. Now, this is Jesus telling you to go and do these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, right? So he's commanding, right? He's commanding them to go baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? That's what it says. But then it says, teaching them. Now you're talking about this. This is the commandment that Jesus said to do teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Right. Okay. So there you go. That just people, people stop at that. But they fail to read 20, verse 20. But Jesus, Jesus is telling you the Father said, yeah, do this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then he's telling you, which I have commanded you to do. I commanded you to do that. So he has just declared himself as God. I'm giving you commandment on what to do and how to do it. That's amazing that he said this and the apostles knew exactly what he said. It's amazing that the apostles went and did and preached and teached and baptized in Jesus name. It's amazing that they did that. So how in the world nowadays us as people can't get that right? Yeah. Anyway, so that's just that's just a part of it. That's just a part of it. So anyway, so um, before we go any further, you know what we did not do and what I did not do. I'm sorry is um, didn't start this off in prayer because we always need to start this off in prayer. So let's just let's just 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 make a brief pause and just pray for a second and ask God to help us. Anyway. Uh, Lord Jesus, please help us as we study your word, as I try my best just to open some understanding of the scripture. God, I don't have all the answers, and God, I'm not brilliant, but with you, I am. I thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyway, so let's rock and roll. Anyway, so now we have, I kind of went off into a tangent right there about the, uh, about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, because this is important into justifying the Spirit today. Anyway, according to the Trinity, the Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. All right. But is that in the Bible? Once again, no. Uh, what role did the Spirit play if he's number three? All right. What role did he play? So let just just going off of what the Trinity says. 
that the it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The the Holy Ghost is number three. Is if if that's if we could say that. All right. Well then let's let's find out. Now, the Holy Ghost are is also called the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, so let's let's just look at let's look, open some scriptures. Let's find out what the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost is. Can we can we find out through Scripture what that is? Yeah, we can. Now here we go. Now you want to go to John chapter four, verse twenty-four. That's where you want to go. John chapter four, verse twenty-four. Now let's read it. It says. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth now the first part of that scripture is a mouthful the Holy Spirit now mind you the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost is the third person in the in the Godhead supposedly right so but this scripture says that God the Father is a spirit. Yeah. God the Father is a spirit. That's what the book says. So if God is a spirit, then what is the Holy Ghost? God is a spirit. So the Holy Ghost is God. You feel me? Now check this out. Now look here. Now I just want to prove, I want to show you something. Look here. Now, if this is true, that God is a spirit, right? God is a spirit. Can we nail that down? Can we nail this down that God is a spirit? All right. Now, so now look here. Look here. So that's what John chapter 4 say. Now, look here. Let me show you something. Go ahead to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. Listen, look at this. Let me let me show you something. Look at this. This is this is what it said. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh, yeah, the spirit of God moved on the on uh, uh, on the face of the waters. So, can I can I ask you this question? What moved? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. What moved? God moved. God is a spirit, and He moved across the face. Of the waters, God moved. So let, let's let's go. Let's go a little further. Can we go a little further? If you don't mind, if you don't mind, can we go a little bit further? Now look here. Now now I want you to I want you to see this. Check this out. Uh, and it says, and the word of the Lord declares, and the Lord and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul all right 
Now, now check this out. Check this out. This, 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 this is significant. This is significant. How is this significant? Because God showed us something very spectacular. What was spectacular? What he what he showed us? God showed us how he is able to put his spirit into man. That's what he did. He showed us how he can inhabit a body from the beginning of creation. God formed a body out of dirt. Then he put his spirit into it. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Yeah. From the beginning of creation, God has showed us, has showed us how he is able to do some of the most remarkable things that we overlook in the book. Now, you know, so now that we done, we done got this established that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Remember that God is a spirit. Now we went back to, we have proved one thing that God, the father, God, the father. Now remember the Trinity say that God is one thing. Jesus is another thing. And the Holy Spirit is another thing. But what we have just, just unlocked and just seen is that God and the Holy Spirit are the same thing. They are the same one. They are the same. There is no different. They are the same. God the Father and the Holy Spirit are the same thing. This is what we have just uncovered through the scriptures, through the word. This is what we have, how we, we've just seen this, that these are the same people. This is the same person, okay? The same person, God the Father and the Holy Ghost is the same, all right? Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's, let's jump to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. And, that, and let's let's just let's uh, let let's, let's let's just nail let's just nail this completely down. Now here we go. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image. Catch that who is the image of God should shine unto them. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? What he said. Check out. Look at what. Now let's 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 slow this down. Let's slide backwards. Look here. Now what is saying? Let, let, let's go up. Let's go up a little bit. Let's go up a little bit, okay? Now let's 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 get this because you need to you need to really catch this. Now let's go up to verse three. Verse three says, "But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world." He's talking about the devil. He said, "The God of this world has blinded." 
the minds of them which believe not. So what he's saying that y'all minds, the, the minds of the people is, is, is blinded to the truth of what is. Why is the mind blinded to the truth? Well, it could be because you listen to somebody, uh, uh, traditions, uh, could have blinded you, um, uh, family could have blinded you entertainment could have blinded you uh stubbornness could blind you it could be a a, a, all type of assortment of things could blind you from the fact that jesus is god and so you're you're getting you're blind to that fact and then it says least the light of the glorious gospel of christ uh uh, uh, least the light, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. What is it saying? It's blinding you from, from what you, sh- what, what, what the truth about who Christ is. That's what is blinding you about who He is, and what His purpose was for coming to earth. It is blinding you, and so since it is, and then, and then after he's telling you that this is blinded you, then he gives you some game. He gives you some super sharp game. Listen to the listen to the game he gave you. He said he said the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Now, now let's go back to the previous Bible study. The previous Bible study we did of the mystery of godliness, it said God himself should send you a sign. Now listen, the word himself means a reflective form of him. So in this scripture, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, you are getting the understanding that Jesus is the reflection of God. He is the visible image of of God so if Jesus is the visible image of God the Holy Spirit is God the Father what are you talking about what am I talking about I just proved to you in less than an hour with one part of this scripture Jesus is God Jesus is God He's the reflective form of God. The Bible also said no man has seen God at any time. The spirit. Now, you got to understand, you got to break that down. You ain't the spirit. You ain't nobody seen the spirit. So in order for you to see God, the spirit, he had to put on something that you could see. He had to do something to be able you are able to recognize him and he did it he proved it and showed you how he was going to do it in genesis chapter 2 he showed you how he was going to do it when he said when he took the time to create a body out of dirt he took the time created a body breathed into the nostril created a man from nothing he showed you exactly how you were going to be able to see him because he repeated the same steps again he formed a body for himself and put the and placed that body into a woman 
You understand me? He placed that body into a woman, and that woman gave birth to a child. The child was the child, and the child's name was Jesus. But inside of that child dwelt the fullness of God bodily in human form. So what does that mean? That means you got to understand Jesus had a dual nature. He had a dual nature. What does that mean? In one one part, he was 100% man. But at the same time, he was 100% God. Yeah, cold game. Anyway, that is going to be our Bible study for Flying Fantastic, Flying Fantastic Wednesday. Man, just just this part two of the series of the mystery of God. Understand me? This is what's happening, baby. Anyway, so I just want to let you know that I love you in Jesus' name. And guess what? Acts 2.38 is the way to get in the gate. Uh, man, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, for this promise is unto you and to your children, and to those that are far off, and the many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm trying to tell you, it's there, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So I appreciate you. Man, I hope that these Bible studies will open, open your mind and your understanding. And if you are in the Kansas City, Missouri area, hey, please come and holler at us at ARC Apostolic Revival Church Amen that's where it's pumping and jumping and it's live baby ooh wee alright yeah that's what's going on so hey y'all enjoy the rest of your day and uh man 8787 Old Santa Fe Road, man. Come and holler at us, man. Apostolic Revival Church. We'd love to see you. Love to have you. And come on and enjoy Jesus with us. All right, man. You have a good one. Talk to y'all in a little while. Love you in Jesus' name. And we are out. Boss.